0: You are listening to
1: the Partnership for the Arts talk show with Dave and Kat.
2: Okay, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. Kat, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing great today, Dave. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Beautiful day, is it not? Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in fact, we actually had a chance to go get some good coffee before the show. Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah. High octane coffee for a high octane show. Right,
2: right. And
1: we don't normally get a chance to do that. Always. I know. So,
2: so now we're back in the library at the Visual Arts Center, ready to do our show. And I'm excited about this one. Oh, me too. Because I've been wanting to actually have this wonderful lady on the show for a while. And I finally tracked her down. I cornered her and got her to come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but our guest, she has worked in the movie in... TV, and theater stage as well, and many, many other things. She's also an artist and also a pedal instructor here at the Visual Arts Center. That's right. Yeah, she has
1: quite a long history. In fact, she started at 16 years old. Right. Yeah, she wrote and illustrated a weekly fashion column. Right.
2: Yeah, we're going to talk about all that when we come back. So,
1: you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. This is Partnership for the Art. Come join us.
2: As we explore the worlds of art.
1: You can find all of our episodes on our Facebook page, Partnership for the Arts Talk Show. Or you can go to our newest website, pftatalkshow.org. This show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in downtown Punta Gorda, Florida. Hello everyone, we're back and we have Zoe Hale with us. Um, we just learned something new about her, right? We, yeah. yeah,
2: learned that yeah. she helped produce a radio show. So there you go. <laughs> this is Zoe Hale. And, and Zoe, Hello. welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, when you're producing, you're behind the uh, curtain. You don't pay any attention to that person behind the curtain. So <laughs> now this is very new for me to be on this side of it. Right uh, like microphone
2: the, uh, right there <laughs> 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 this is how everyone it, it works with Zoe because cat me and you both know her she's mm-hmm. uh, again a fellow instructor here at the VAC and, and I even took Zoe's class there for yes you process.
0: brave man
2: yeah, yeah. well I wanted to learn how to do those backgrounds for for the graphic
0: novel yeah it was a totally different uh, style than you were, and so you were very brave to add that to your to well, help.
2: It helped because I'm very detailed on the background there, but you—you uh, you helped with that class. And, I, and the point I was making is, I went through this whole class with this lady, and we're talking about things to do, and we're both sci-fi fans and everything else, comic book lovers. And she's telling me about all these incredible people, about all the things they've done and everything else. <laughs> and I kind of ask her some things about what she's done, and she's like, oh, "I kind of done this, a bit there," and then. The Harbor Style magazine does an article on Zoe Hay. and I find out all these incredible things in her history. And we mentioned them at the beginning of the show. You've worked in movies. Yes. You've worked with TV for General Hospital.
0: Uh, costuming. It was mm-hmm. all costuming, but yeah. props and costumes overlap sometimes. You prop department would be arguing who handles the bracelet or the rings or the glasses, you know, uh, eyeglasses and things like that. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was all costume design or or just being part of a crew. Just Whatever the job was, you just did your best job as to whatever it was.
2: Yeah, and I was reading there in the bio that when you were working with that with General Hospital, your your team won an Emmy.
0: Yeah, it did. I think five times when I was there. Wow. that's incredible and I know I went to two of them because I remember I had the gowns if you're ever watching the television they will always cut to the awards for sound and or people that did graphics for the shows and things or costuming and makeup would not go out on Emmy night maybe the head costumer or something but they would have they'd hold awards across town at the Center City and then they'd show cuts of from that night of people getting the Emmy for Best Greensman, things like that, that people would be probably, it would go till four in the morning, you know, if we did everything. So they just do the highlights for the television. Right. For Oscars, too.
2: Okay, all right. Well, since we kind of jumped into that, and again, we had mentioned uh, you had worked with Paramount and Disney and Columbia doing sort of the same thing.
0: Yeah, you get hired per show, uh, so you're either you know the designer and go on as her crew, or you become, or you come in as a, a day check. It's called. You you come in and work a day, and then most likely, if you do a fair job, they'll ask you to keep coming back because they don't want to look for a costumer. They want their crew there. It's mm-hmm. a, it's tough. It's an 18-hour job, and it's it's um, from. Sun up to sun down, it is fast paced.
1: Mm. Yes, and I bet. Yes, yeah.
0: I've,
2: heard, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a uh, it's not an easy, relaxed uh, environment that you're working, no. producing it, shows or TV shows or anything else. Right. Yeah.
0: Even the cameras down, it's things are uh, people are preparing for something else for to go to a different shot. If this one's not working, then you have to get out of the sequence because everything's planned but right. everything is planned down to the which button is going to be buttoned on the shirt so it's it's all it, it all looks very uh easy going but it's not it is not and when you have a crew of people they say how do the actresses look so good i said well if someone came up and powdered your face and did your hair every five <laughs> minutes it good. you would look fabulous it's just because they say cut we descend on the actress or the actor and powdered people would come and get the powder off that and it's tense you had to watch is something's going wrong right on camera and wondering if they're going to note it and Cut. <laughs> you know, and then it, everything would wow start again. Yeah. So when did you do this? I think uh, 2000 was my last day on it. Uh, I was working in general hospital at the time, mm-hmm. and that's that was a tough job. That's 36 setups a day. Usually do when you're watching a TV show that's like ER or something like that, or your your television shows that are an hour, it's usually eight, seven to eight days to film that. We were doing an hour a day at General Hospital. So you're using four cameras at once, and so it's very busy. For film, it's usually one camera. And it takes you all day to just do a lunch scene. As you cut to this person, they do the whole scene over again. They, they do an establishing shot, which is the whole room. Mm-hmm. Then they start going to the, each person. They go through the whole thing over and over. And if there are 20 people in that are saying something, they have to do to every. They film the whole thing, just on that person. For, interacting uh, with everybody I mean, else, interacting, doing watching, many many doing, or uh, clearing their throat, whatever they do, and then it's all pieced together later. The editor is a very important person. They <laughs> cut and piece it together so it looks effortless. <laughs> That's wow. an intense day. It's an intense day. Sometimes, if you come in on that, you're bored to death. You're like, "How do you do this?" You know, because you are, you're too busy watching your your actor or your actress to make sure that while they're being filmed, that earrings aren't dropping off, everything. you have just you got your eyes on them, so you're very alert. And if you see someone falling asleep, then they end up with a bunch of and not safety <laughs> pins, uh, uh, clothespins. <laughs> They'd end up if they fall asleep. People would come by and put clothespins all over them. So when they woke up, they, like, they start snapping off of them. So it's, nobody goes to sleep on the set.
2: That's kind of like a couple parties that I used to go to. <laughs> if you went to sleep, you might end up with a full hairdress, makeup, and everything else, men or women. <laughs> or toilet paper wrapped.
1: <laughs> there you go. Or maybe. something written on, on your forehead. forehead. Or 18 hours
0: morning. a day, you're going to fill up that time somehow. Right, <laughs> right.
1: That is fast. But how long did you hold this pace for how many years were you working in this about 20 uh, years I did 20
0: years in Hollywood and then it's uh, around 2000 I was reaching I was about to turn 50 and uh, and one of the ladies said why are you leaving now and I said if not now when you know when I'm Mm -hmm. 70 and they the look of they were shocked (laughs) to know that I was near 50 and (laughs) I'm getting tired now you know uh, and it's uh, but you do. You have to just walk away. I couldn't even be in the city because they would come out and look for you. If if they know that you work well on the set. They would come looking for you. So I, I had to move out of town. I said, I'm moving a suburb of, <laughs> of L.A. And they went, where? Tucson. I said, <laughs> <laughs> so I moved on to Tucson just to, to rest for a while. Okay. okay, so
2: how did you actually get
0: involved in all this? Was that from education? Is that what you were planning on doing? Well, yeah, I was, uh, I started in Stevens College in design, but I started becoming, uh, fashion design, but I started becoming interested in stage design. So I moved out to Los Angeles. I was lured out there by, uh, someone I had, uh, I wanted to marry. And, uh, and he's an actor. He's still my friend. He's now my lawyer. So that's how well his acting (laughs) career went. (laughs) Still friends, but uh, I was actually enticed to come out to L.A. and try. And so um, uh, I did. And that's about how it started. I started at Roger Corman, just walked in. I'd come from working in stage for the theater at Vanderbilt University. A friend picked me up and said, I'm going to take you down to Roger Corman's studio, Concord New Horizons. I said, look, I've got shorts on and flip-flops. He said, so does everyone in there. (laughs) (laughs) So don't, you'll look weird if you have a suit on. Just go in. And I walked in the door and they pretty much never let me out. (laughs) (laughs) I walked in with a portfolio and I started actually in uh, the scenic department. Painting big flats, big up on ladders, 20 feet up. And that's how I started, then moved into costuming while I was at the studio. Wow.
1: wow. That's quite a background. So when you were doing the, the larger scenes, you were mentioning being on ladders. They were, they were just movable kind of props that might show a landscape, or what, it, what exactly?
0: Well, my first movie was apocalyptic, and it was the 50 years after the bomb dropped. So everyone's underground, and there's a monster in there. It was George Kennedy, <laughs> one of his last films. And I remember that first night where I was working, I'm up on the flat, I'm 20 feet up, and I'm. they're saying, hold, work. I'm putting my elbows on top of the flat, looking over and looking at the top of the heads of all the actors that were working, and just absolutely gaga, like anyone would be. Mm-hmm. That's George Kennedy. He's kind of weighty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bigger than
0: I remember. And, uh, you know, but watching from the little bird up there, being quiet don't you know they'd hold camera uh roger corman is you hold camera or you hold work while they shoot and so everybody holds their breath and then when the they say cut you'd hear the hammering start up until they will hold work and it would be get get quiet it was that close they were doing movies in three weeks so it was very fast wow that's how he makes money He's the king of the killer bees, he's called. (laughs) The killer bee movies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the... Poorly done, but can't take your eyes off of them. They're, they're so hideous, you know. Hideously done. <laughs> but you're mesmerized by them, you
1: know, by these bad
0: films. But you'd see people pass by in these films. Everyone got their start at Roger Corman. You'd see almost everybody come in through. You know, David McCollum and uh, George Kennedy, like I said. Yeah. Um, David Warner a lot. Stella Stevens. The fun thing was, Stella Stevens' son was the star of my First film, that horror, terror within. <laughs> later, I'm on General Hospital, nearing the end of my career, and I run into Stella Stevens, who says that was my son in your first movie, and I got killed later in the terror within too, that the terror is alive again, and God, did I had the alien come out of my stomach in the <laughs> second movie? So <laughs> everyone was stepping back as we two were like. Giggling in the hallway. We didn't even know each other, but we had worked on those kind of films, and it was like a, oh, did you work on that hideous movie? I did! <laughs> <laughs> so there was a camaraderie that right. that happened. Yeah. Worked on some very big films. When they found out I worked with Roger Corman, they were going, you know I like Roger, you can stay. I'm firing everybody, but you can stay. Truly, that happened on one film. Really? You fired everybody, but he didn't fire me, because I'd worked with Roger Corman, and he, he liked it. And that's sometimes all it takes.
1: <laughs> You're just standing there. It's here. not what
0: you know, it's
2: who you know, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It really it is.
0: is. It, it is. It really, truly is. He then he fired everybody and brought, brought in all his buddies. Except hmm. you. That was me. <laughs>
1: I'm like, okay. now yeah, I knew Roger. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay,
2: so we are going to take a break. And we'll be right back in just a minute. So everybody, hold on.
1: My name is Isaac Mingus. I'm a bassist for the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra under Maestro Raffaele Ponti, and I thoroughly enjoy Partnership for the Arts talk show.
2: Okay, we want to thank Isaac Mingus for that commercial. Again, Isaac is a double bassist there for the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra. Okay, so... We
1: are here with Zoe Hale. And we were just kind of wrapping up her history in the movie world. Really fascinating. Sounds very stressful, but uh, (laughs) you have great stories. And before we move on to the next segment, is there one favorite incident that stands out for you in your time there? Or anything you want to add there?
0: Yeah, that's really hard to come up with just one. I think it's just an overall, just what I... Uh, learned on the set is that it's all acting the people that there are not the people that you think that they are and I learned pretty much that the people that played the villains these wretched hideous <laughs> horrible people were the nicest people very polite in a, after a fight scene they go oh my are you okay I think I ripped your butt oh my dear I'm going, are you all right and they laugh really
2: great people they got the nice guys to play the villains, huh? Right. I'll never look at another movie the same. Yeah, you
0: wondered like hey, he's he's so hideous. Is he really like that? No, he's not. He's really probably a very nice guy. Brings <laughs> the flowers, you know. <laughs> Makes sure he doesn't get food on his outfit during lunch and all that. Very thoughtful people, so that was a big surprise. Hmm. Okay.
2: Let's move on, because there's a lot more to cover. Oh yeah. Uh, that you you have been involved in. During the break, you had mentioned that you had also decided to get into the arts.
0: Yes, I was, uh, had been asked by my brother to uh, paint some paintings. And so I had painted oils when I was six years old with mom. Mm-hmm. And decided I'd been working with other, like for doing design work, you do it working acrylics and gouache and things like that. But decided to pick up the oils and give it a try and opened up a new door. I guess you could say it really opened up a new door a lifetime, I, a lifetime. Yeah, it's been almost 30 years or, or okay. 1990, what is okay. that? Am I getting the right getting close to 40 years. Oh dear. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of you, you said painting with your mom
2: when you were young. Where
0: did you grow up? Pop was a judge advocate for in the Air Force, so we moved around every 3 years. Okay, military yeah. family. Yeah. So okay. it's military and it's uh, mm-hmm. so you get a very rounded, different location. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You start learning people are different all over the world because you, yeah. be, you might be stationed across the world. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Cat, Cat. Yeah.
2: Military family as well. That's growing. right. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you learn uh, the family's close because everything else is changing around you all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I've got to tell you, too, my mother and father both painted. Oh, okay. So I watched them paint. I watched my mom sketch, stretching canvases. She was an abstract uh expressionist and my okay. father was an absolute realist
2: Oh wow! That's he would be buds with you Kathy. he would
0: Screams have been there. very very similar to you very very oh, wow. photorealism but odd a little quirky that's His... so fascinating and, and just Yay. for the record
2: zoe's looking at cat
0: over there that's why they said they got along so well because they had completely two different Styles.
1: Oh yeah, they definitely complemented each other, and I can see where you land right in the right middle the of center. that. Yeah, right in mm-hmm. the center, very bravado brush
0: strokes like mm-hmm. mom, and but a realistic setting. Exactly, yeah. something in there that's something you can say that is representational. It's representation. Yes. There you go. Okay. Yeah, art degree. I got a design degree from Stevens College. I was going to go into, was going to take the costuming very seriously. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did for the 20 years. Then moved away. When I moved away from Hollywood, I Mm -hmm. started going into education. Got interested in working with some kids that were at risk and great issues that they had to overcome. And so uh, the art was sometimes the only thing that would give them self-esteem. Give Mm -hmm. them to build self-esteem because they really felt that they couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. When they did the arts with me. And I did it. like I, And I would talk to them like they were college students.
1: Right. Yeah. I did
0: not talk down to them. And if they, what's a horizon? I said, I'm glad you asked that. I'm going to tell you what a horizon is. And so I always used the bigger words for the children. It didn't right. matter if they were five years old. They, I might make a joke at a Picasso. He plays a piccolo, that Picasso. And I would say, it. I'd make a rhyme and the kids would start <laughs> rhyming so that they would remember that name. When it came down to the art, I uh, proceeded exactly like I teach adults now. Yep, so, yep. And, you know, those kids were really good artists, I have to tell you. <laughs> 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 oh, amazing. Amazing. What age groups did you work with? So I had kindergarten through third. Okay. Uh, at one point, we had up to fifth grade Still, the arts held it all together. And it's actually only anything they had. I had a parent cry once when she said, "I lo- love those uh, pears that you did for my son." I said, "No, I'm trying to tell you, your son drew those pears." And she looked at me and went back, "No, these pears here, the ones you drew." I went, "No, your son drew those pears." And she looked at me and started crying because it was the first thing she saw her son ever do. And they were—they were brilliant pears, I have to tell you. <laughs> they were good. He—you could see where he tried it on the page three or four times and then nailed mm-hmm. it.
2: Fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: But then I, I came back to Florida because my mother is going to be 98. Oh, wow. About 10 days from now. So.
2: so you came back to take care of mom.
0: All I was doing was really not that important anymore. I needed to be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I'm 6'6 six six now, so it's like if you're not going to retire. If I'm not now, when? Right. And it truly, it was just the window was good ended up here five years ago.
2: Okay, so you've been teaching at the VAT for five years?
0: Uh, no, I started at Northport Arts Center. Okay. And just walked in. This, it was a good timing. My timing was good. And started with the children.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then moved into to uh, adults. And then I've been here for about one year.
1: That's it? At the vi- okay. uh, Visual Arts Center. Wow. It's really? It's been
0: about one year. I started about March or April last year. Okay. Well, good. I was Will just you make under the an impression,
2: impact, yes, I but, was under the impression you've been here quite a while. Yeah. Well, yeah, I
0: was working with Marquis Raposo during the paint
2: parties. And now you're teaching class full-time. You're doing a fantastic job. Oh, I yeah. hope so. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes. Are you
1: kidding me? Well, you <laughs> yeah. know,
2: one of my favorite stories with you being here, Zoe, so, is you had one of your students come in the classroom, I was in there at the time, and I don't think she'd been doing this very long, and I, I don't remember the girl's name. She did the arc, the painting, Yes. and she entered it in the show, and she won, it was a merit, right?
0: Yeah, no, she got second prize. Second prize. Yes, wow. we badgered yeah. her. We just nearly, the whole classroom pushed her to put that in. Mm-hmm.
2: Because right. I remember the first day I was in the class, and her and her mom came in. Okay. And her mom said, "Well, we'll just see, you know, how this goes and everything else." And she went on to to win second prize yeah. <laughs> in one of the showings here in the main gallery. So I love that story. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think that to me does a great job of summing up. Your style and working mm-hmm. with people and being able to bring, as you said, with those students and everything else, to, to really bring that art out. Because I saw that right. in the classrooms as well. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: yeah. and Kat, the I same way with too. you,
2: I see that in, in your classes with working with, with your students and all that. Thank so you. I just I had can, to mention Yeah,
0: yeah. I call myself the coach to the stars.
2: <laughs> you know, winning ribbons. Well, you, know, Ooh, so you
0: are. I mean, yeah. yeah, and that's why... They I'm, are the stars. The artists are the stars, mm-hmm. so... Um, Zoe I
2: don't think we actually asked this question but when did you actually start painting?
0: well actually I, when I started painting I've got to tell you it was it was way back in in Los Angeles and mm-hmm. that I started to to work at the Pacific Design Center and do things that the art that they wanted which is the huge pots and I did huge urns and pots with florals which nobody else was doing that and then that's why that's followed me while wow, the gardens came up, I was going to ask you that, yeah. And uh, when I worked for the architect's office, the, there are also uh, architectural elements that come into my paintings, too. It started way back, before about 10 years before I left Hollywood, then came here. So here I am now, and I'm very happy to be at the Visual Arts Center. What a wonderful I family, I have yeah. got to tell you. I, I am just charmed by everybody here. And it is truly an enveloping, welcoming place.
1: I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I resonate with that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, did the first interview with Kat. She said,
2: I come up from Naples because when I walked in, I found the place they yeah. very welcoming and everything else. So it just like go. I felt
1: like I walked right into my family. Uh, I was submitting, they had a national show, so I was submitting work for it. And it was just the feeling was so strong that I went to, I guess, the executive director at the time and I said, hey, do you need any artists to teach any classes? I can offer you this, this and this. And they started off with an oil painting class and I've been here since. And it's just going on. It never gets old or stale. It's just such a great family. You don't feel like it's tight knit and you can't penetrate it. So it's, it's really an amazing place.
0: A community. It is, A community. It really is. a. Yeah, it really yeah. is a it's obviously that they're uh, plugged into the community. Mm-hmm. You can just feel it and uh, and subordinate too. It's right. A, a very fortunate, very fortunate, the path here.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am, too.
0: <laughs> Thank to, uh, Marky, very much, because Marky gave me that presence here. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely yeah. tipping the hat to her because yeah. I just kept showing up. To do that, and and they've watched me with the crowd, Mm. and you know that wasn't getting mad at anybody, just going along. And right, yeah, yeah, what? Don't get mad. Be happy. We're here in the. We're painting. We're painting (laughs) truly. uh, Be happy. So you have a happy painting. So, truly, it's it's been wonderful, and uh, happy to be here.
1: And so, you were then offered to teach your own classes? From that yeah, page? they needed
0: uh, they needed an oil teacher for uh, impressionism. So I've got to tell you, I went home and pulled out every book I had and spread them all over. And I said I uh, and came up with all these French countryside paintings that I was going to do. And I really tell you, I have not even got, I still have that French countryside. I haven't gotten to it in a year because it actually is pretty much the way I paint anyway. An impressionistic mm-hmm. way. Truly just making sure people understand that I'm not trying to change the way they paint. I don't want a bunch of me's out there. Why would Is I want a bunch of paintings that look yeah. like me? And uh, I want it to look like you. Mm-hmm. Let's have a different voice, you know, to God, a different voice to God. And uh, another song that you're singing on this canvas. And it's really, truly, all the arts come together. Right. And uh, your story then comes out onto the, uh, the canvas. So it's nurturing that. Mm -hmm. trying to nurture somebody's style and showing them my class is like a a methods and materials class where I here's this tube of paint I'm going to show you all the different ways can do with this that I could thought of and then uh, and then have a painting I actually hide a, a lesson in a painting so they end up with something that they feel good about
2: and I learned watch your
0: blending well, impressionism, there's little bl- blending. Right, it,
1: it, it is. It is this, yeah. this
2: is the what they there's, we were doing when I was in her class. I'd be over and I'd be blending. And yep. Blending and she'd come along and she'd, no blending. blending.
1: <laughs> no blending.
0: Stop bobbing. That was my funny thing where I had my back to class and I was doing, doing the illustration and without turning around I said stop daubing and very (laughs) quietly from the way in the back how could you see me daubing back here (laughs) because I I just know you're doing it stop doing it watch what you're doing you gotta hold on to that and feel what it feels like what the Mm -hmm. paint feels like coming out Mm -hmm. exactly what you know what strokes gonna happen can I push it backward? Yes, you can. You can. I wouldn't recommend it for what you're doing at the moment, but actually, yeah, yeah. you can use mm-hmm. your brush anyway. It, can, it, the brush will accommodate you. Yeah. So if you do a big, uh, big gestural stroke and and it, it, your paint just went off the canvas, well, you did that. You mm-hmm. did that gestural, and the brush was happy to accommodate you. And I like the fact that
2: something that I hadn't done before when, with any artwork you actually said now stop let's take a break and look in the mirror your artwork and, and take a look at it because we have the big large hanging mirrors in the classrooms right and then see it from a different perspective that
0: way on it yes mm-hmm. uh, you've got distance on it mm-hmm. Well, you've been painting on it you've got your nose on it about you've got your nose about three inches from it for the last you know hour let's now step back because most likely, your viewer will not be there unless it's another artist trying to figure out what you did. You get about three or four seconds as you're in a show. That's about all you get is someone looking at your painting. Mm-hmm, true. And yep. so, what impact can you make that will hold with them there? And unless it's another artist trying to figure out what you did, that's what I say. If there's <laughs> someone standing there a long time, they're trying to figure out how did you do that. And most likely, you're, you're trying to make a big impact. And so, you see it from you're not you're not up close to anymore all those little dots you did now are blending together from across the room and you're like oh the big oh my goodness Mm -hmm. happens like (laughs) and where did all those brush strokes you go up close to it there they are but when you back away from it it all blends together Mm -hmm. it's the magic of the you know uh, pointillism or whatever that would Mm -hmm. be happening right right but that's kind of like with impressionism
2: that's what you're doing in the first place. You are standing from a distance looking
0: at it. You can also make it interesting as they get up close. That's what I do in my paintings. Some of them are large, so I want to grab you to walk you into it. And as it starts breaking up, something else comes clear. It might be a light fixture or the heart design on the grill in the back that's, oh, that's what it's called, card of hearts. You know, <laughs> uh, there's the cor- there's the You had to go all the way into my painting to find the gate that had the Rod iron, like a rod iron gate Mm with hearts on it to find it, you know. Okay,
2: Zoe, let's discuss your classroom teaching methods, the program, your
0: philosophy
2: behind your teaching methods.
0: You'll have to learn that they are designing their artwork. You're now the designer. And I might start them with the painting. It's mine, why I start it. That's what I say it's mine. While you're listening to me start you. But as soon as this class is over, it belongs to you. And I take my hands off of it. Because now you can go in the direction you want. You know, stay with me this hour so that I get you through the lesson, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, glazing lesson, whatever I'm trying to teach you, then I'll back off and you can do anything you want to it. Because it's not my painting anymore. And I make them claim it and think about it. It's their artwork. And I want them to, to know, even though we are doing a window with... Four pots of flowers across. I mean, I can pull up a thousand artists that have done a windowsill with a pot of flowers on it. It's it's now your pot of flowers. What flowers right. do you want in there? Do you want them to be abstracted? Do you want and and I help. I don't leave you alone, but I help you work it out. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You start making choices, and they. A lot of of my students are absolutely aghast. They can't believe that they are they are been. Right. That they have to make a decision. Yeah, you have to. And they'll say, so what What will happen if I do this? I said, and I'll say, why don't you try that and find out? Mm-hmm. And uh, I know what's going to happen. And I'm standing by with a paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes a mistake is the biggest uh, teacher is the mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. rigorous teacher.
1: Exactly. Right? Uh, yeah. uh you know,
0: the gosh darn it's of this world and I'll be nice because that's not what you're saying, but the gosh darn it's are the what will stick in your head forever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that again. That was hideous, you know, even yeah. mixing paints or mm-hmm. how do I get that? How do I don't get that hideous green that I made, you know, mm-hmm. trying to think now I have a, a place for it. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun and, and it's from oil paints. It, it's just, I've been doing this almost getting up to 35, 40 years and still, I I still have a, oh my goodness, did you see that? Uh, in oh, class goodness. when something is glazed and I went, I didn't, what are you using? Let me look at your of. And uh, trying to check out the ingredients. Why did yours come out? And it, you see the difference mm-hmm. in paints and you have the, the hallelujah moments. <laughs> truly uh, uh, the big wake up Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even when you're telling the students you use these colors and mine's not working and I have to go over and see what are you working with? Why? That is an odd color. So <laughs> what did you use? You know, so each person is individual. We have to look mm-hmm. into their, what they're working with. Exactly. And not right. tell them, I can't, when they're new, I can't tell them to go buy a new, a uh, uh, bunch of paints. I wait till right. they learn how to use what they've got, and then be intrigued to get a better, get something better and right. move yeah, on exactly. to it and being more serious with the artwork.
2: You know, that's but, funny because you, you're sitting there explaining those instances and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, she, she's talking about me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm,
0: ta- I'm talking about it. I'm talking about myself. Yeah. i got to tell you, I, I teach from error. I teach from oh, error. My right. first painting, the self-portrait was done on muslin was on dressmaker's muslin that I had taped over a piece of styrofoam. And it's, you can see, it's like uh, gauze. It's almost like stiff gauze. You can see through. It's very, you can see through it. You know, this girl was getting her doctorate and painting asked her to come up and look at the paint piece. And she didn't want, oh I, love, oh, I hate critiquing people. She came and saw the piece and went, oh, it was nice. It was nicely done. Mm-hmm. And she got got her nose right on it and she pulled back and i was waiting for you know all the critiques she said use more paint and for god's (laughs) sake stretch that and get it off of that piece of garbage and stretch that canvas and she walked away and that was all she told me (laughs) you've got a nice piece and get it off of that piece of styrofoam and be serious and she walked off so i said well maybe i should keep painting." So, I still have that, and it's... Oh, oh yeah, I still have that painting, yeah. and it, I've got to tell you, it's that muslin, is you just breathe on it, and it's crumbling.
1: So, mm.
0: choose your products well. Yes, <laughs> Your yes. surfaces, your your surfaces and your mediums well. Mm-hmm.
1: I completely agree with that. I, like, I really liked what you said about letting the student make the mistake, and I try to tell my students that, too, I guess... They may have had other classes. I've experienced this in college, where the professor would walk by and say, "Okay, that's perfect the way it is. Don't touch it again." They did me a great disservice because as soon as I left the classroom to go home and paint, it was I was I froze. It was like, uh, "Do I stop touching it?" Because I didn't know when it was done, and the only way to know when something is done is to have the experience of pushing it too far. Yeah, yeah then where it's you overworked. start to pull back, yeah. and then you know from experience. And I tell my students that, I say, you're going to have to have things that are overworked. And that's the only way to know, you sense where that boundary is.
0: Definitely. And
1: I said, if I'm going to sit here and tell you, use this color to get that and apply it there and oh stop, you're done, don't touch it, I've done them a great disservice. So, that's true. Yeah.
0: It's a, a great Yeah. Te- that's a great teacher because it's really, you're biting your tongue. You're really truly, right. yeah. and you're, you're trying to keep your hands out of it, you know. Yeah.
1: You try to, you guide them like you said. You try to maybe guide them on a thinking path. It could be something simple like, what, well, what is bothering you? What what were you t- trying to achieve? Maybe think about this, but I won't tell them what to do. Just give them a little bit more options. And over time, they start to think about that. Like, well, maybe what, is there something else I could be thinking about? That's where it's yeah. getting down
0: to. You've got to start designing your own painting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, yeah. and really, and they don't understand that design becomes a part of the artistic right. journey. You know, even if it's not the way you started. I'm sure, Dave, okay. when you start something, the way it ends is not. You have a complete journey through it. It's right. your, oh, yeah. your character is there. But yeah. everything swirling around your character might have changed. And mm-hmm. it has done
2: that now that I, I've gotten into drawing and, and coloring. you know the, the original intent of the panel, which is the, the part of the page that you're working on. I've gone through that whole process too, it's it's going to be all blue, it's nighttime, the moon is full, and then it's like, you know what, it actually looks better with more color in the background than this coming forward, and then actually the aspect of the story has actually changed, I've actually rewritten parts of the story when I started experimenting with the art, it's like, yeah. you know, this is now going to take place because that looks much better than my original intent, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, good journey. Yeah.
0: It is, truly. You might have something, I know what I want, I know I want a garden scene, I know kind of what I want it to look like, but how it ends up is the big surprise Right. Mm-hmm. Colorways, directions of color, that's a design term, the colors that you're using within that painting. A mm-hmm. colorway is uh, certain colors that you like, maybe it will match a sofa or something like that, but that's the however you start with your blues like you said and then the color starts coming and,
1: right
0: and we're just because we're seasoned artists doesn't mean that we're not uh we are immune to overworking a piece oh no not right. at all oh my gosh I've, yeah. I've done a piece that was going in a show and i let just do this one two three and i went oh my gosh three strokes what happened i lost the whole painting how could i have lost it in three strokes and i did i just needed to brighten this up and then my value went out Mm-hmm. And I this
1: the harmony was thrown
0: off. Yeah. And I'm flabbergasted and I often say to my students, You have one you're one stroke away and I know I did it in your class, Dave, mm-hmm. you're one stroke away. But the right stroke, or you will be two thousand strokes away. Yeah. It's truly you're very close to the end. But if you start like fudging with something, then suddenly you have to start building up the whole pain again. And you're and you're just in a spiral and then it becomes you almost whitewash out your pain i saw that happen recently yeah. or or, like, or as i did i i took one and threw it out the window <laughs> <laughs> no never do that you can always i can say you can you save anything believe me i have had the worst paintings but the worst has over and over until so i had a, the proverbial pot of flowers floating in the sky because the paint was so thick and I painted over it but there was so much paint you could still see the pot of flowers in <laughs> the sky like a, an impression <laughs> and so I had to trowel over it and to even it up or you have to sand it back you know I, I had to just keep forward so I had to trowel over it to get rid of that pot of flowers that were suddenly floating you know, embossed in my painting. <laughs> and I had to do it because, of course, the gallery calls and we have sold a piece, and I said, "Don't tell me." And I'm looking at it; it's the, of course, it's the one that's, you know, deviling you. Right,
1: right, yeah. It's that it's one. And she goes,
0: "It is." it's so I said, oh, "Let me tell you, it's very wet right now because I just troweled over." I saw the. <laughs> she's going to have to wait about a week for that, and she stylizes it. It's really wet because. It had, mm-hmm. I looked, the light hit it just right, and there was that pot of flowers. And, because uh, you change your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I had, to, and bring the painting back to looking loose and effortless again, which was that 2000 brush strokes
1: Yeah, yeah. So you
0: can, you can, you can save a
1: painting, you really can. Yeah, yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. No matter what happens to I it, I mean, I've
0: talked to you yeah. about that where mm-hmm. you had painted too far on the other girl's portrait. We were yeah. talking we, the last time we talked, and you were and, and, it and just
1: pulling it back
0: out and pulling right. in and going, and you were just oh, too much of this, too much purple, too much purple. Oh my gosh, what was yeah. I thinking? You know, yeah. And now it's too much green, too much green. You know, you're <laughs> overcompensating. You're yeah. And why didn't I pull back? It's we're going through the same thing. And I talked to other artists who are. Really, they're millionaires and they go oh I had the day where I did the painting in one hour I went oh easy peasy lemon squeezy that was that was nothing let me try it again five years later
1: you do it again it's
0: like what happened what happened with that one hour it was like woohoo it's just the angels all came together at that moment but it's sometimes it's just you don't know; it's serendipity. You don't know what's yeah. going mm-hmm. yeah, to happen. You have to let and have to let. Uh, sometimes it's paint that got on your paintbrush that you didn't know, and it's on there. Oh yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. first, and they're <gasps> always oh. the
1: phthalo colors. <gasps> <gasps> yep, oh my gosh! The very staining colors. You didn't realize it was on your brush, and there goes the eye. Yes, there it is.
0: Beautiful green. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't want, want that green <laughs> or,
2: beautiful, or green. beautiful green eye, and the other one happens to be blue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> happens, and you have to you just yeah. learn how to correct your errors. It's just that's all just ends.
1: practice. But you know, it's interesting because even I really plan out drawings and sketches. Another thing I do is when I'm doing something new, exploring new territory, I do is I do it so incrementally. I just want to see where the edge is, and I want to see if I can push the edge. But since I do it so subtly, it'll be easier to bring back to that point. So you so sneak I, up on it. I sneak up on it <laughs> and then I can pull back, so it's not like two thousand strokes to get back. But I've had to learn that through thirty years of painting. You
0: know, it's, we it, still—it's touch it is. and go, and it's—and it you can change your mind. I have mm-hmm. to—you don't have to be doggedly hanging on to it if it's not working,
1: right? Yeah. If it's
0: not working, you—you you know, I have this photograph, and you know, I have. I'm insisting on painting the lampshade coming out of the back of the person's head, you know, because mm-hmm. it's in the photograph. I said, you know, it works for a photograph. doesn't necessarily right. work for the painting. Yeah. You might have to change your idea of what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, but that not that the intrigue that keeps yes. pulling you back? Mm-hmm. And that each time you paint it's a new adventure it is even though you're starting you have your style you have whatever all the things that make you comfortable to start the painting but then there comes the level of something isn't working it like i had planned so plans have to change and that's where the creative thought comes in it it is it is a holy thing indeed it It truly is is. the voice speaking not when the committee comes in, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to put on the music and sing in Italian to cut them out. <laughs> That's something different, but right. there is a holy voice that is mm-hmm. like pulling I... you back. The hand, where your hand is coming in for that lash brush stroke, and you pull back. Right, yeah. And you realize that it's all harmonic. Everything is mm-hmm. harmony, and you do, you step back from it, and it really is step away from the painting. I'll tell them to go out and look at the painting somewhere else. Then come mm-hmm. back in, and then look on their face when they come in—it's like, just, great? it is yeah. the, oh, I see. Because you, you really truly get hypnotized by your piece. You, know, yeah. you don't see the error on it. It's just—it's all singing and beautiful until, <laughs> until you look in the mirror, you mirror image it, turn it upside down or sideways, whatever it takes to change it to mm-hmm. see where or something's going wrong within the piece. Yeah. You know? But that's
1: well, the wonderful thing about your teaching style—is it's. It's truly education. I try to educate. You're not um, yeah. just doing training, but you're drawing out that which is already there in the student. Yeah, I get them ready them.
0: for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Getting them ready for Or right. I can get them
1: ready. Like I said, you have such an impact here. I thought you oh thank picture. you
0: <laughs>
1: no no i'm not yeah. I'm you well, are
0: you. I'm you now i guess I. you
2: are and zoe uh, so you had your work here at the vac mm-hmm. showing as well yes so people get to see
0: that yeah I have to put my pieces up with the students I really like that because I I, I like that they are brave to do that and and to tell you the truth my students win win, 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 winning more ribbons than I do so I'm very proud of that it doesn't bother me at all as a matter of fact one of your students won a ribbon won first place and I, I came up to her and I thanked her for taking my class and she looked sort of timid at me and I said you know you took my class to loosen up I said please don't (laughs) <laughs> um, because her piece was uh, was very European and very steam piece I said I'm glad you did that and add that to your uh, Rolodex of knowledge pull that right. knowledge of impressionism out when you need it exactly
1: yeah. and, and what you had imported to her certainly came into that piece you know what I mean and I'm always telling my students to go to other classes here if you love the style I'm showing you don't just stick with me hey. You're going to be better educated right around. Yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll, learn,
2: you'll learn something else doing it another technique yeah. or another medium.
0: I use watercolor techniques within my oil, and then I end up mm-hmm. with pastel techniques, which exactly. is putting in yeah. bright, unrealistic pot pinks in my trees, that just like a pastel artist does. You can do anything you want.
2: There you nice. go. So, yeah. All right, so we are going to take a break. We're going to leave it right there, and we'll be back in just a minute.
1: Wingate, author of Before We Were Yours. And today I've been enjoying partnership
2: with the Arts talk show. Okay, we are back from break and we want to make sure we thank Lisa Wingate for that spot. It was great catching up with her after so many years uh, here on the show. And today we have Zoe Hale. She has worked in the movie industry. She has worked TV industry, and she is now a instructor here at the Visual Arts Center, along with Kat. And I slipped out during that break to uh, catch a cup of coffee. When I came back in, you two were having a
0: lot of fun, a great conversation. This yes, I was talking to Catherine. Wanted how funny that was that we right. were when we were off. That we realized that we have switched my start with figurative and Mm -hmm. i'm moving now into impressionism and abstraction and you were the opposite you started with abstraction you said and then came in this direction so it's funny how you just gotta allow that that the the journey to happen it's Mm -hmm. so cool that when you're talking to another artist it's it's not competing it's just like wow, somebody has been where I've been right? and yeah. understands this. And it doesn't matter what level. It, it could be starting out and understand it, trying to do something for so long, and, and then realizing that the door is always going to be open. There's, it's never an end. You're never going to get tired. I, I, I pretty much stated that, say, the students, you know, once they get kind of bored with their piece, mm-hmm. I said, I think you're ready for something harder. Yes. Something yeah. that then you're back to square, you're now a freshman mm-hmm. again, like mm-hmm. oh my gosh, do I know how to paint when you're doing something yeah. new? And it's, <laughs> it's a new experience each time. So it's,
2: and that it's, is the point yeah.
0: you get to a comfort
2: level where you're then you actually need someone to push you to, to move yeah. on against the against the, the art community and again, taking different classes and different mediums and
0: trying different styles. Right. An abstraction doesn't mean that I'm throwing a bucket of paint on the canvas. Sometimes it's a very—it's uh, a lot harder
1: than the figurative figure. work I'll sometimes, <laughs> I'll tell you and it's a brutal. Like <laughs> oh, sometimes yeah. it is for me. Oh yeah, to I'm doing tiny off.
0: little squares. I don't know where those came from. It's just that's what happened. I started an abstract for a friend, and she had a certain perimeters that she wanted. She gave me exactly the color she wanted, and exactly the content of it. It was a religious painting, but abstract. Mm-hmm really actually having a great time with it and the intrigue and how far do I go because it was all so fresh and new so it's now experimenting on that it's it's coming around that I'm having to Think about what? the abstraction more and more. You're no, you're evolving, yeah. truly evolving, yeah. and who knows where it all comes back, where maybe realism and, and abstraction all meet in the yeah. together. It, it
1: actually does. It's <laughs> a of fact.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And I was going to say, I, I have taken again with you doing the impressionistic work for my more realistic detailed work and, and putting those two together, and it and it works great. But abstract, I have not tried yet. Or maybe I have it, I just didn't know it. Yeah. What is that supposed to be? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you tell me what you think it is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I commented on a PBS art show, and I thought it was Sister Wendy, that what mm. she said was, no matter how realistic the painting is, it's still an abstraction mm-hmm. of the real thing. Sister Wendy was <laughs> on PBS, and it was a little nun that was truly awakening she really did awaken you to the how common the arts can be not mm-hmm. so lofty she brought it down right down to earth and she talked about it like that and made it not so frightening so i highly recommend yes her. okay and uh, if you can find it she is not with us anymore she was so frail at the time but this little funny little nun no. <laughs> talking about artwork was truly opening in even into Abstraction. So ooh, yeah. you can have realism within your abstraction. And that's like oh, your mind starts going all over the place. This, <laughs> the two things shouldn't be, those two words shouldn't be together, right? But they can happen.
1: But it, it's so. definitely intertwined. Yeah, that was just funny to discover that about ourselves.
2: <laughs> right, right. You just. Again, you know the travel through uh, through the art world, so mm-hmm. to speak, of uh, fun your to talk of art. what you're doing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Really, right, right. right. one of the reasons why
0: we like doing this show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a way you just you're looking for the uh, eye opening and the awakenings. So, so it's and they come sometimes in small a small voice. Sometimes to yeah. be crashing. Sometimes it's a small wonder that happens. They, it's eye-opening, and you're all by yourself when it's happening. The oh, the aha moment, and uh, it doesn't have to be big, small. Yeah, well,
2: Except yeah, them all, absolutely. Time we're looking at wrapping up here, Zoe. Do you uh, want to give us some contact info? Where can people find you? You've got a website,
0: right? Yes. Well, I have some artwork here at the uh, Visual Arts Center and mm-hmm. at Creations at Fisherman's Village teaching up at Northport too. I teach here at the Visual Arts Center. And on the web, my name is Zoe, Z-O-E, Hale, H-A-L-E, and that's my website, ZoeHale.com, or uh, you can reach me at Zoe at ZoeHale.com. There you Great. go. And of course,
2: they can go on the uh, website for the Visual mm-hmm. Arts Center and... Find class
0: schedule and everything else for you. Yes. Take a class.
1: And I highly recommend it for sure. Any of
0: them. I mean, I'm looking at some of the classes. I know so. me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eyeing a couple of things that I've wanted to do, which is get into 3D. You know, you start, mm-hmm. you start pushing yourself. Like, where do am I? Where do I go? So,
1: else, I'm probably not. Oh, I,
0: There's a show coming up in June here at the VAC. that I will be with uh, Sarah Corey. And Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. There we go. There we go. And
0: uh, with those two late lovely ladies, and that's uh, June 10th through the 27th here at the VAC. Okay. So happy to give them a shout out to there go. three ladies that we don't have anything to do with each other except the show mm-hmm. is going to come. I mean, as far as our styles, mm-hmm. and so it should be interesting. Uh, one is 3D abstraction, and I'm doing the representation of gardens. There you Wonderful. go. So it should be a pretty show.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: fantastic yeah. okay
2: well with that being said we're going to say zoe thanks for coming on the show i love all the insight uh, Truly my that, pleasure. You uh, the that you give and the fact that you get a chance to really get into it because i know i learned a lot just sitting here yes i know our listeners have of course that's that's why they love tuning in and they keep those questions coming in too so please do that <laughs> So with that being said,
1: for sure, and yeah. thank you again so much, Zoe, and uh, what a pleasure it's been, and yeah. I look forward to even more.
2: Oh, likewise, yeah. truly a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, thank you. Yep,
1: and you I'm all You
2: had me. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finally got you in here. Yeah, uh, and it's great always to meet up with you two here at the vac because there's always good stuff to work. Kat, you have a good day. You too, Dave, and uh, we'll get together for the next show. Yep. Fun. That was fun, y'all. Thank you.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was. <laughs> okay,
2: so we're going to wrap up. Everyone, thanks for listening to Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art.
1: And blessings, everyone.
2: There you go. Well, I, again, I, I found that myself, and we have the signals going on because I forgot to turn my phone off. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it that the number adds. one rule? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's enough out of you, lady. <laughs> Abstract, I have not tried yet. Or maybe I have, it. I just didn't know it. Yeah. What is that supposed to be?
0: <laughs> you tell me what you think it is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well,
2: I know I'm no Gina Beth. Are you kidding me?
0: No. <laughs> Oh, well, what we were saying before, and and I'll say, excuse me, I think I hit that. So that was a huge opener for me, and um, that. Maya, that me? Mean- no,
2: that was my phone. Oh, it okay. Was... <laughs> it's okay. You're I don't mind. I was thinking, show. did I? <laughs> I
1: clanging over there. That was Great. Sister Wendy saying, <laughs> "Ding ding, you got it." Yeah, <laughs> it I think that yes, was the yes, sound, sound That was
2: a perfect ding. Yeah, <laughs> the sound effect
1: for a light bulb going off.
2: This is partnership with the Arts Talk Show. Thanks for joining us
1: as we explore the worlds
2: of art. You can find this and other episodes on our Facebook page, Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show, or
1: our newest website,
2: pftatalkshow.org.
1: This show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida.